All right, everybody, thanks for tuning into Notable Nashville Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Nick Fradiani calling in to have a little chat with us. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Nick. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So how's life with you during these crazy times? You know, how's your how's your day-to-day been? You've been able to keep sane? Uh, man, yeah, I mean, it's been... It seems like there's a lot of like positive days and then you're like, you're like, I got to be positive. It's going to get better and everything's going to go back to normal. And then you have those days where you're like, oh my God, this is horrible. I can't take this anymore. But you just kind of have to find, you know, uh, just find the good in all of it, I guess, whatever you can. I mean, I've been writing a little more. I've been doing these, you know, Zoom co-writes and I've been, luckily my, uh, one of my two best friends have studios down here. So I've been able to kind of get back in there full time the last about two months, you know, about a month and a half now. Okay. Um, so, so that's been, that's been keeping me like in good spirits that I could, you know, keep working on putting some, some new music out. So, so, you know, you you just got to try to try to stay positive and I'm trying to just stay active and, you know, going on runs and stuff like that. Absolutely. So you, you actually grew up in Connecticut. You're back living in Connecticut right now. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been here. I mean, I've only lived, I've only really lived in Connecticut. I moved, I was in LA for about a year just cause of idol. And then, um, uh, I, I wrote, uh, a lot of my album in, in, in Los Angeles. So I was there for a while and then, uh, moved to Nashville, uh, and loved Nashville, but then I, you know, you know, uh, split ways with my, uh, record company who was in Nashville and, I just just needed to get out of the city for a little bit. So I came back here and I started working on what ended up being an EP I put out in 2017 with a, a producer back in Connecticut and just kind of felt comfortable here with my rights. And I still go to Nashville all the time to write. So go to L.A. a lot to write. Um, but this is, you know, I, I think it, it was almost like I was 29 when I won that show or and like, I don't know, my roots were all here still. So it feels good to kind of come back here and, and I'm still able to get a lot done from here, which is good. For sure. Well, that's cool. Well, I did want to rewind back to your early childhood days. I read that your dad was actually a musician and he gave you a drum set when you were like two years old. Did you actually play the drums when you were two? You kind of mess around with it? Yeah. I mean, I think there's like a, I think there's an Instagram video I posted a while back of me playing the drums when I got it for Christmas. I think I was a little older than two. I think I was, maybe I was two. I can't even remember if I, if it said two there, it was probably right. Cause there's a video of me uh, playing and, uh, I never stuck. To, I never stuck to the drums. You put me beside, behind the set right now. I'd be like, "Wait, are you sure you got a drum set when you were two? What happened in between those those thirty two years after?" But uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely got me into music so what, at a, an extremely early age. So what what instruments do you play now? Is it uh, mainly guitar? Or do you play piano as well? Yeah, I play guitar and piano. I mean. Piano, I'm definitely, uh, I mean, I could fake it pretty well. I play it in some shows, but I'm most mostly comfortable in certain keys. I do a lot of like transposing on the keyboard. <laughs> like I basically, you know, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I wouldn't call myself like a great piano player, but guitar is my, my main instrument. All right. Um, cool. <clears throat> but I still, you know, I write a lot on the piano, uh, especially, uh, recently I've been writing quite a lot, um, on the piano, which I think gives, uh, you know, I've, I've noticed like a few of my last couple songs have been ballads and I think I just kind of lend myself to write a ballad on the piano. It seems like, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love to play both instruments. I love the feel of, you know, in the studio with, where they have those grand pianos, you just, it sounds so cool to record in like an open studio with a piano. I don't know something about it. Oh yeah. I mean, we, uh, we, uh, recorded my, la- one of my last singles, um, 
uh, even the angels. I recorded at a, <clears throat> a studio in New Haven called firehouse studios. And, uh, they had just a beautiful grand, uh, that used to be in actually one of that was using Carnegie hall. Oh, wow. We were actually using old microphones that were, uh, from Neil Young that was bought in an auction. So that mic'd the piano so that the sound of the piano was really amazing. Whoa. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this, it's this, it's this, um, the studio in New Haven that is owned by this guy, Nick, I can't remember his last name, but, uh, he definitely is a very successful person and, and, uh, he kind of just loves music and built this studio in New Haven. That's just absurd. Yale uses it a lot. Um, and it just has like every top of the line, you know, thing you could ever want. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nick, I saw something interesting. You actually do have a bachelor's degree in history. Um, mm-hmm. Why, why did you choose history? Or are you just a big history buff and wanted to, <laughs> wanted to learn more about it? It's funny. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'd like to say, yes, I was a big history buff, but it seemed like I do like history. I like to read. I like to read um, things that actually have happened. I'm not a big like I'm not a huge like fiction uh, book guy. Um, so I always kind of I didn't mind doing that schoolwork. You know what I mean? Like I didn't mind reading. I like to write. I never liked math or science. I was always more into literature and and uh it seemed like when I went to college, I was like, all right, I just need to graduate. Like, what can I do here? I didn't know what I wanted to be. I mm-hmm. kind of wanted to be a musician, but that seemed tough. And my mother was a teacher and, I, you know, I like to read and take a lot of the history teachers at Wheaton that I went to were just like had really interesting classes. So I just started taking all of their classes. And then I was like, well, it looks like I'm on the road to a history degree. Uh, which then led me after college to go back to go to become a teacher where I had to get um, you know, a degree in education. So there was really no, like, I wasn't like this, like, I'm definitely not a history buff. If somebody puts me on the spot, I will definitely make a fool out of myself. But, uh, I used to write some pretty decent history papers. I remember I was pretty good at that. Oh, I bet. So, but, uh, so yeah, there was just kind of like, uh, her name was Delita Cathcart. She was my, uh, she was a professor at Wheaton and I just really enjoyed her lectures. So I just started taking all her classes. And before I knew it, I had a U.S. history major <laughs> from school. That's so cool. I've always found uh, it interesting. The people who have the passion to teach, I mean, I feel like they should get paid a lot more because they, they're really the, the foundation of people who are, you know, growing up in the world. So, um, oh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for, sure. for that. Yeah. It's not an easy, it's not an easy job. That's for sure. I watched my mom was a special education teacher in New Haven for 36 years. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, they, they, they should be, you know, they, they definitely change lives and should be making a lot more money than they do. But yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Nick, I want to bring up your old pop rock band called beach Avenue. Um, how, mm-hmm. how old were you when you started that band? Uh, uh, 20, uh, 23. Yeah, 23 or 24. So, um, yeah, it was kind of started by mistake, but I think I was about 20, yeah, either 23 or just turning 24. Why do you, why do you say, why do you <laughs> Sorry, say, I'm clearing my throat? <laughs> oh, no worries. Why do you say by mistake? Was it just kind of like a, a band that you threw together? And yeah, well, it was kind of a funny story. My, uh, I was living in a house on Beach Avenue with a, a bunch of musicians. I think there was like five of us. Um, and, uh, it was like an academic rental and uh, really cool house, this old like beach house and uh, just a bunch of creative minds were in there. But three of those guys were in a band together and uh, that band broke up and uh, the two, which was, this is definitely pretty awkward because then like the two, the guitar player and the drummer of that band 
the, the singer was also living with us. We're like, well, do you want to start a band with us? And I was like, eh, I don't know if that's <laughs> such a good idea. So that talk kind of, you know, kind of uh, went away. But my buddy Ryan, who was the drummer, uh, just sent in one of my own demos to this radio station that was doing a battle of the bands mm-hmm. um, at a casino in Connecticut called Mohegan Sun. And uh, <clears throat> they just basically um they picked us and they were like hey we picked your band just need a bio and whatever and Mm -hmm. so he just he just made up the name beach avenue wrote up this like fake band bio of us all um and then we started practicing and then we ended up winning the whole thing and that's how we became a band and we won like i think we won three grand and like we got to play at the wolf den which is a big like uh venue inside the casino and so we just like Basically, well, I guess we're a real band now, and we went. Yeah. And we did a record. We did an EP from the three thousand bucks, and, and then <laughs> that you, was really it. And then you guys went on to go on America's Got Talent in two thousand fourteen. Right. So that was about uh, yeah, it's about three years after we started, um, and that was another pretty funny thing too because we uh, uh, the same guy that uh, the same guy Ryan who kind of made you know sent in the, uh, the 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 fake band thing to Mohegan. Um, had uh he would he was the one that kind of me and my buddy nick were really the creative minds in terms of the songwriting and um but ryan was really kind of he was the drummer but he was really like the manager so he used to really get honest like we got to do youtube covers you got to make cover songs do the cover videos like and it would it would help us we would get some we had some go over a million views when we were younger and so we were like all right we'll keep doing it then there was this one cover he wanted us to do by the american authors called best day of my life and i just did not want to do it and I was friends with those guys. We had, we had all known them. And so I was just, just not in the mood that day to like record a cover video. I just didn't want to do it. And I just remember him harping on us. Like, dude, we got to do it now. The song's blown up, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we ended up doing it. And that was the song that the Americans, America's got talent, you know, producers found and, and, and contacted us from. Wow. And then we, we ended up, I mean, they emailed us and I remember I kind of thought it was a joke. Like, yeah, we'll see how this goes. And then like a week later, we were flying out to the Dolby Theater in L.A. to perform in front of the judges. So it was definitely like, like so, this, it was a pretty crazy experience. So you're like, I guess this is actually real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because well, you get so many like emails and all these like messages. Well, at least back then I was like, you would think it's something, but it ends up being kind of like, ends up being kind of like nothing or or yeah. a little bit of BS. And then this was like a legit thing and it, and it ended up being really cool. Yeah, I can imagine. <clears throat> well, it, it's pretty crazy that only a year later you went on American Idol, um, you know, solo doing your own right. thing. Um, and spoiler alert, if you didn't know, Nick actually won season 14 right. of, uh, <laughs> of American Idol. Um, what was it? Can you talk a little bit about your experience of, of the show? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was kind of crazy in terms of the reason I went on, even though I was in a band was I didn't even really plan on doing it. I had stayed in touch with one of the, uh, the talent scouts that found my band and my, my then girlfriend was a singer and I like hit him up and was like, Hey, could she get like an audition or a producer? She was a singer. And, uh, he said yes. And then somehow it had evolved into, you know, me giving it a shot. He, you know, kind of just talked me into it. Um, and I just didn't really think much of it. I had just gone through the America's Got Talent thing. And I like really wasn't about trying to do that again. And the band was actually doing really well. Like we had one of our songs. They gave us a big segment, two big segments on Idol. I mean, on America's Got Talent where we played original music. And I mean, our original song went to like in the top like 30 on iTunes for an unsigned band. It was pretty wild. Wow. Um, and uh, so I didn't want to like derail that. But 
I remember we had had some label interest and by the time the idle opportunity came, like they had all fallen through and I was kind of just frustrated. I thought like we had kind of like broke through in that, you know, in that part, like I felt like we were going to get a deal and then we didn't at the time after like having some, you know, good conversations with some really big labels. Um, so then, so I just did it. And then, <laughs> I mean, that's really it. I mean, so you're I like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. I, I, I auditioned in October, um, or maybe it was September. No, I think, yeah, it might've been September of 2014. And then by May of 2015, I had won. So it was just this like really, uh, wacky. <laughs> it was a really crazy happened, year. Happened you know? pretty fast, huh? Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it really does change your life in the in you know, those two years especially from the time I was on America's Got Talent to the end of May well, it really went on for about another year after that as well, but it was some pretty crazy times in terms of just like really wacky changes in my life and just like a real roller coaster type, you know, ride. I bet, yeah. Well, your original song that you played on the finale, Beautiful Life, you did play that on the on the finale show, right? When, yeah, but when, I didn't write. I didn't write "Beautiful Life." You, you didn't that write was, that. No, that was. Uh, I think that's the only song besides the cover songs done. Idol was the only song I ever released that I didn't uh, have a co-write on. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. So that nobody. I mean, there were a couple. You know, Rayvon's a, co- a songwriter. Jax is a songwriter. Uh, Clark songwriter. Um, and whoever won was not going to have the chance to write. No, no idol winner has ever written a coronation song. So that's picked like far in advance, you know? So I see. Okay. That makes that, sense. That was written by one, two, three. I think there were three writers. Um, yeah, I think there were three writers on beautiful life. Um, most notably Chris Caraba from dashboard confessional, uh, ah, was okay. the, so that was always cool because I remember when, you know, when you, when you make it to the top three, they bring you all and they bring us, they brought us individually to, to meet, uh, who would then become my manager, Jason Mori from 19. Uh, and he played me the song and I was like, that sounds just like dashboard confessional. And he's he like, well, it's written. And he's written by, no, I didn't know who it was written by. Who was I written just by? heard it. I was like, is this a dashboard confessional song? And he's like, he's <laughs> like, oh no, that, that, he wrote it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. He's saying the cool. demo. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, I, I still love that song I and mean, I still play that song. I mean, there's definitely no song in my life. I've played more than beautiful life. I think I could say at this point. Well, so. it did, it did peak on the hot 100 charts and also your song hurricane. Is this right? Um, I was looking at, I was actually talking to Rayvon last night and we were looking uh-huh. at, uh, looking at the charts and stuff and hurricane peaked at number four on the hot 100. Do you remember that? Uh, I think, I think it was like, I think it was on something called like heat seekers. It definitely didn't go on top four in billboard. Or anything are like are that. you sure? That, well, if you look on the internet, uh, it says it peaked at number four on the hot 100 charts. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Hmm. It could have, I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to look <laughs> back. I know it didn't, I know it didn't sell tremendously, but, um, I mean, I, uh, I know it was on something called the Billboard Heat Seekers chart. It was like number one on that, which is like new artists or something like that. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Hurricane was the album. And then Hurricane, the song was actually written uh, by, with Jason Mraz, which was another really cool experience uh, to get to write with him because oh, he was awesome. one of my like, he was definitely one of my like, you know, definitely an artist I looked up to. And I used to, you know, play his songs at like bars and stuff <laughs> like a couple years earlier. So it's to like sit a- with him. And write a song was pretty was pretty insane. So, did you write that album in Nashville, uh, the Hurricane album? 
I wrote, I'd say I'd have to look at each track to remember exactly what the split would be, but I, I wrote about half in Nashville and half in LA. Okay. Um, there was no songs written anywhere else. That was basically where they were both done in both those two places. Gotcha. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, it was, a uh, it was a lot of fun to be in those two places, um, you know, to write. So since this is notable Nashville, I wanted to ask about your experience living and working in Nashville. What was your, excuse me, what was your favorite parts about it? Um, I think the people, I mean, I think I really like, I was felt, I always felt really welcomed in Nashville, um, right away. I mean, of course, like I was, I mean, I was on one of the biggest labels in Nashville, so I guess like it makes it a little easier. Um, and it could also be the country music scene in, uh, um, being compared to the pop scene, which is in LA more, but just very, the people were just very welcoming there. Um, I mean, I felt like all the musicians were really like always looking to like help, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's this sense of like, uh, camaraderie there, um, that I think is really cool. And and it always like, it, it always made me feel really comfortable. Um, the people like just the everyday people in Nashville are so nice and you meet so many people from all over the country. Cause it's very rare when you meet somebody that's like was born was in Nashville. Born yeah. It's like, you know, a melting it's pot. like, it's a melting pot. Yeah. You meet so many different people. Um, and, uh, you know, I loved it. I lived at the, I lived, um, on church street. And, uh, so I was, you know, if I got bored, I would literally just like walk to, you know, Broadway and, and, uh, you know, kind of just listen to all the sounds of 8,000 country <laughs> songs being played at yeah. once. And, uh, I don't know. I just loved it there. I, I had a great time. I had some really good friends with some cool studios. I, I got to see people really like blow up later on. Like my closest friend in Nashville is another Jordan named Jordan Schmidt. And he wrote on three of my songs, uh, three songs on my album and, and, uh, produced them. And he was kind of like this up and coming guy that Florida Georgia line had signed to a pub deal. And now, um, he's like one of the, the biggest writers in Nashville. He's it had about five or six number ones. And, wow. um, my buddy Mitchell Tenpenny, who I, who wrote on one of my songs ended up becoming a huge country star and having a number one hit. And he actually put one of my songs all on you, uh, that he was a co-writer on. He actually recorded it for his debut, uh, country album, which was really cool. Oh, awesome. Um, so you got to cut on that. Yeah. 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 So so I think just like, like I said, like, I mean, you can name all the cool bars and all the like fun, you know, spots to go to and the food's friggin' awesome and all that. But I I think for me, it was, there's really good people there um, that really love to write songs. If you're talking strictly like music people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just a love for songwriting there. That's really cool. And it's like, it's cool to see people like treat it like a job and get up every day and like really grind and, and uh create really really cool music and um and everybody was just really nice to me there so well, i always enjoy i always enjoy going back there it's like i think I'd, I'd say i go there at least uh at least four times a year and there's always somewhere from uh, you know I, I never even have to get a hotel because the people are you know all the people i've met are always you know kind of open to letting people hang in, in their guest rooms and stuff yeah. so it's well, uh it's just a great it's just a great city well that's good to hear we'll we'll always welcome you back whenever you're you're here um i'm glad yeah. you had a good experience though um yeah. so i want to bring up one one last thing um you were in a musical recently right a, bon- a bronx tale yeah uh, what, yeah what, what was your role in that um, well, have you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale? I haven't seen it, no. 
All right, well, you should. It's an awesome movie. It's like um, it's kind of along the lines of like a uh, Goodfellas or um, uh, you know, I won't say Godfather, but it's it's kind of like a uh, it's definitely like every like Italian gangster movie. It's like it had De Niro it made his directorial debut in it and was uh, one of the lead characters. So I played De Niro's role in to, in the musical. Um, okay. So I played a dad, uh, a bus driver who's a father who is um, kind of watching his son make some bad life decisions. And I kind of go head to head with a, a, a mob gangster. <laughs> and uh, but the, the movie. So the movie had always been one of my favorites, like not just saying that because I was in the musical, like me and my dad watched it like 20 times when I was okay. younger and older. And uh, yeah, they just kind of reached out to me. I'd never done musical theater and I worked really hard and ended up getting the role and um, you went on the road for a couple months, more than a couple months from, it was supposed to be from October till May, but of course it got shortened to, uh, March 15th. We were in California when it got, you know, cut uh, off because yeah, of, of COVID. Cause of COVID. Yeah. So, did, but it was awesome. I did it. I ended up doing a hundred, a hundred shows and, uh, it was, it was a great experience. I hope to do something like it again. That's amazing. Did you ever do any yeah. musical theater or anything in school? No, it was literally when I tell you that the first time I went out and in a theater of like a few thousand people was the first time I'd ever done musical theater in my life. So it was terrifying. It was the most, I mean, it was more, it was more intimidating than any time I was on idol. It was more, wow. it was like, yeah, that sounds because, intense. Yeah, it was man. But it was, it was so uh, fulfilling to kind of see the improvements, uh, especially in the acting t- side of it. And, uh, vocally it helped me out tremendously too, uh, with just learning how to really correctly warm up. I was really a pretty raw singer. I never like, overly took it seriously in terms of how much I should be warming up and, and all this stuff. And, and this really like forced me to do that and to take it really seriously. And, uh, I got to work with some of the best, uh, vocal coaches, um, in New York that work with like big Broadway, uh, actors and actresses that really, he, he really uh, helped me out a bunch, but yeah, it was it, like the whole experience was really cool. That's awesome. So are you guys going to go back on the road? Like when things clear up here or is it kind of just, uh, indefinitely I think it's kind of paused yeah i think it's an indefinitely pause it's kind of tough i mean it was a huge it's a huge production of uh you know uh, many buses and a huge uh crew and uh set and it's just not something that i think could be easily rescheduled you know what i mean gotcha. so yeah yeah uh it was a national tour so unfortunately i think that's probably going to be it for that uh for the national tour of it but you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, something else will come up in that rain in that, you know, cause I really enjoyed, you know, the musical theater. If there's another role that I feel like fits me the way that that one did, I would love to try to do it again. That's very cool. Well, uh, you're still putting out music and everything. You just, uh, put out a single, uh, this summer, this past May, I think, um, titled, don't you remember? I kind of want to play that song for us at the end of the show. Um, yeah. would you be able to give us a little backstory kind of, uh, uh, the meaning behind the song? Yeah, sure. So, um, don't you remember was a song written many years ago, actually it was written in 2000, I think 18. The song was about two years old by the time I finally released it. It had been recorded for a while too. Um, and I just, I don't know why it just hadn't gotten released. I always loved it. I played it at like every live concert I have done and fans really liked it. And, um, for some reason, like I would put, I would write another song and I'm like, ah, that feels like it needs to come out right now. Like I put out a song empire about a year ago. And then after that I was going to put it, don't you remember out. And then I wrote this other song, 
it must be another way. And I was like, nah, that one feels like it needs to go out now. And I would always keep skipping over it. I think cause it was a ballad, you know what I mean? Yeah. I kept, um, I kept kind of overlooking it, but I, I knew it was a really well-written song. I had, uh, help from, uh, Eric Donnelly, uh, of the, of a band called the alternate roots. But you should check out the really, really okay. amazing. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's a pretty sad song and I feel like we really got a, it was one of those songs that like, it sounds sad and it is sad. <laughs> and it's, like, <laughs> it's like, there's no sugar coating it. It is sad. Yeah, no, like I felt like we did a good job. We recorded it a lot. We recorded it different ways, multiple different ways. Um, you know, I had it, uh, you know, where it was kind of acoustic guitar driven. And then I had it, uh, where it ended up, which is really more starts just really just all piano. Um, but, uh, yeah, really happy with it. Um, I got a lot more that I'm trying to figure out when I want to put out, uh, that are all finished. And I've been getting masters back this week, which has been really fun. So really just trying to figure out how I want to release my next few songs basically. So, all right. yeah, don't you remember, don't you remember is, uh, was it, was a special one for me. And, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it hasn't like blown up in any way, but it's definitely been really well received by, by a lot of my fans and I've gotten some really you know, great feedback on the song. And so I'm, I'm definitely happy with how it came out. Yeah. I really like it. Um, I, it's, it's cool to know the kind of the story behind it as well. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to the new tunes coming out and, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today, Nick and, uh, best of luck to you. And, uh, we'll place that song in here for everybody. It's uh, don't you remember you can get it on iTunes, stream it on Spotify, wherever you want to, uh, get the music, just, uh, give it a listen. I was living a dream, my life as you can see 